Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The second hour of Football Full Circle on a football day, a football game day. Live right here on FFC and the Sports Grid Radio Network. There is an actual football game in the National Football League to be played tonight. A preseason game, sure, but a game with illustrious history. The Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio, between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll break down that game, what it might show us about the 2022 season, and what we can learn from the start of the preseason as training camp continues around the league into its second week. Welcome here to Football Full Circle. Joe Lisi is the mastermind of the pigskin. He is here and I am Ben Stevens. Lisi, great to be here for a second hour on what is an actual football game day here in early August. Oh, it is, and this is it. We're going to see teams start to come into form. We're going to start to get a gauge about, okay, maybe this team has an opportunity to compete for a division title or, more importantly, maybe a a Super Bowl championship. Not just tonight with two teams in terms of the Raiders and Jacksonville, but as the the preseason unfolds. This is where we want to see younger players develop, especially at the quarterback position. You know, players like Zach Wilson that's potentially in a quarterback battle with Joe Flacco and some of the others. Can they take the next step in terms of their progression to potentially lead their team to wins and, more importantly, get over their season's win total this year? And there might be some quarterback decisions that need to be made once again for the Cleveland Browns organization. Because as you heard from ESPN's Adam Schefter at the top of this hour, the NFL has issued its appeal of Judge Sue L. Robinson's ruling in the six-game suspension she handed down to Deshaun Watson on Monday. The NFL had a 72-hour window to decide if they were going to appeal that ruling and the findings that Judge Robinson had in her report. Now, the appeal is only to the discipline, Joe. It is not to the findings because in the findings of Judge Sue L. Robinson, she actually agrees with the NFL that on multiple occasions, Deshaun Watson violated the NFL's personal conduct policy. And she says the NFL met the burden of proof that Deshaun Watson engaged in sexual assault as defined by the National Football League. So they agreed that Deshaun Watson violated the NFL's personal conduct policy where the NFL and Judge Sue L. Robinson disagreed is how long that suspension should be and what that discipline should be worthy of. 
Yeah, and I brought it up, too, in the sense that the NFL has a decision here, right? Judge Robinson makes a decision based off the legal perspective, and then the NFL can right. appeal, which they did, but they have a deeper a deeper dive, right? Because they have to decide, okay, they're, they're in a no-win situation. They have to decide, do I go head-to-head with the NFLPA and the union, per se, or do I go head-to-head with my fan base, which potentially could hurt revenue and, more importantly, sales, not just this year, but viewership from five or ten years down the road, because these could have residual effects if we don't take appropriate action with a certain fan base or, or people that are right. very upset about the decision or what transpired. So I think they made the right decision. Listen, if it was me and I was Goodell, I would have put that ruling out as soon as the NFLPA said we're agreeing with Judge Robinson, we're not appealing. As soon as that statement comes out, I'm putting it down. I'm not waiting for the Stephen Ross information and decision to come down. I'm putting it out. He's gone for a year. We're appealing. That's what we're going to work towards and make everyone happy because at the end of the day, you're going to have more people upset than you are happy about this decision. The appeal was expected. And again, let's go back to the 16-page report in her ruling that Judge Robinson found that Deshaun Watson, in multiple instances, had violated the NFL's personal conduct policy. In that report, she calls Deshaun Watson's behavior predatory. She said it was the most egregious situation the NFL has ever reviewed from a personal conduct policy perspective and mentioned Deshaun Watson's lack of remorse in her ruling. But in the decision, Joe, and in the discipline that she hands out, the reason it is only six games and was not the full year-long suspension the NFL was originally seeking is because of Sue L. Robinson's determination that based on precedent, the NFL had never issued a harsher ruling as it pertains to the personal conduct policy. And she pretty much calls out the NFL for their handling of certain instances due to the personal conduct policy in years past. Almost saying that because of how poorly you guys have handled your disciplines in years past, there is no precedent for a larger suspension than six games. And thus, I am going to keep with that precedent. Almost procedural, despite the fact that Judge Sue L. Robinson agrees that the NFL met its burden of proof that Deshaun Watson engaged in sexual assault and had violated the personal conduct policy. So now here is the timeline in this appellate structure. The NFL has issued its appeal. Roger Goodell, as the commissioner of the league, can either oversee this appeals process or designate somebody to oversee how this appeal plays out. There are now 48 hours as of yesterday. This happened at 4 p.m., 4.30 p.m. Eastern time for the NFLPA, the players union, to issue its response. We'll break it down next year on Football Full Circle. We'll get to everything that happens in game day as well. But the big story in the NFL this week, Deshaun Watson's suspension and discipline for the 2022 campaign. We share more thoughts next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Every day, 
our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Back right here on Football Full Circle. I'm Ben Stevens. He is Joe Lisi. That was Aaron Rodgers bringing us back from commercial break, talking about gratitude. There was a Sports Illustrated article that made its way through the social media interwebs yesterday, Joe Lisi, about Aaron Rodgers experimenting with ayahuasca. It is a hallucinogenic tea. We'll leave that discussion for another day. All right, here we are, back right here on FFC. And the big news out of the NFL yesterday, Joe, was the National Football League issuing its appeal to Judge Sue L. Robinson's discipline for Deshaun Watson and only offering a six-game suspension. And I think a natural question, Joe, for a lot of NFL fans, the casual fans that have followed this saga, the news cycle that has constantly churned as it relates to Deshaun Watson, even here this week since Judge Robinson's ruling is why? Why would the NFL appeal? They put this new system into place to have the independent arbiter, the judge in Sue L. Robinson here, jointly appointed by both the league and the league's union to look after these disciplinary hearings and offer up her judgment, her discipline. Why would the NFL then need to appeal? Well, the NFL agreed to it on one side, and the NFLPA agreed to the other. And in this new disciplinary process, Joe, despite the independent arbiter, it does give authority back to the league if it needs to appeal. That Commissioner Roger Goodell or somebody he designates will overlook the appeals process and offer up what is potentially sought to be a stiffer suspension. It could be a lesser suspension. It could be a harsher suspension. Or they could, I guess, even keep it the same. But the power is now back with the league office. And you might be thinking, well, how does that make sense? What was the purpose of having Sue L. Robinson even being that independent judge then in this case? Well, it was agreed on by both the league and the National Football League Players Association. It gives the NFL this power. And the reason, Joe, that the NFL is appealing is because where they agree with Sue L. Robinson and what she released in her report in her findings is that Deshaun Watson violated in multiple instances the NFL's personal conduct policy. What they do not agree on is the length of suspension and how harsh that punishment needs to be. Sue L. Robinson only kept it at six games based on procedural things, precedent in years past in handling these disciplines. The NFL argues this is an unprecedented situation and they are trying to right the wrongs that they have had in these processes in the past and as we got reports yesterday, Joe, after that appeal was issued, the NFL is seeking what it wanted originally, a full year-long suspension at the minimum for Deshaun Watson in 2022. 
Yeah, I think the league right now has to really go as hard as possible. I agree with the league that, you know, I, I would go for a year at least. You know, and I understand, you know, Judge Robinson to a degree, but I don't buy it. I mean, you know, I could see if it was one or two women. It's 24 women, and, and she only interviewed, or the league only interviewed four. I mean, you can't tell me that, you know, just from the personal aspect of it, that she feels six games is sufficient. I mean, come on now. I mean, here's the problem, though, Ben. If, in fact, let's just say the NFL took the other side and they, they said, you know what, we'll sit with Judge Robinson. For the next guy, that or, or you know the player in the league that has this yeah. type of situation, is he going to get less if it's one woman or one other person? I mean, come on. I mean, what are we doing here? I mean, we have to set a precedent due right. to the amount of people involved in this type of situation. Listen, they settled on 20 of the 24. We know that. I mean, come on now. It's more than one. We're not talking about one instance. We're talking about maybe 66 instances over the course of what two years three years i mean come on i mean that's the problem right now when you look big picture yeah. And, Joe, it should be noted that we have to discern between what we know in the public based on reporting from the New York Times and the civil lawsuits that have been brought against Deshaun Watson, 24 of them with 23 now settled. And the New York Times report that there were 66 massage therapists contacted by Deshaun Watson over the span of 17 months, much larger than a number that Deshaun Watson ever admitted that it was. That's what we know in the public. But what was presented to Judge Sue L. Robinson was the NFL's case where only four massage therapists, four women, were interviewed. And I would say, Joe, and I know you feel the same way, let's face it, one woman, one woman, excuse me, is far too much. Two is an, uh, a catastrophe, and 24, that sheer magnitude, is hard to even wrap your mind around. And again, in her findings, Judge Sue L. Robinson said Deshaun Watson had committed sexual assault. She agreed the NFL met the burden of proof to say that, and thus violating the NFL's personal conduct policy, called Deshaun Watson's behavior predatory, said it was egregious. These are all points in Sue L. Robinson's ruling. However, yet again, where they disagree, the NFL and Judge Robinson, is in the discipline. And Joe, you brought it up. The NFL needs to set a precedent. That is part of the reason that Robinson's ruling was only a six-game suspension, because the NFL has failed miserably in years past in setting a precedent for sexual assault or domestic violence in the league. And she called them out for the way they have handled their discipline, but saying that it's unfair to try to up the ante without proper notice. This is in her ruling based on trying to set a new precedent when all you've ever set in the past is six games is the the most we've ever seen for the NFL's personal conduct policy. But the NFL, Joe, is trying to right its wrong. It is trying to make a pivotal opportunity in this moment to change the course of its league's history, to have an understanding that women are involved in football, need to be involved in football, and are getting more involved in football in many, many ways, not only as audience members, not only as fans, but within organizations, Joe, executives, owners, coaches. That is the place that women deserve in football. So the NFL is trying to, in its appeal, make up for its past transgressions in terms of handling these type of personal conduct policy disciplines in the cases that we have seen. And again, 
The reason that they are appealing is because jointly agreed on in the CBA by the NFLPA and the league office is that Commissioner Goodell gets to be in this situation. But part of the optics, like Joe mentioned, is in years past, Roger Goodell has failed miserably as the judge, jury, and executioner in handing out these disciplines. So it's the optics perspective of what the NFL needs to do in this moment. In my opinion, the NFL needs to take a harsher stance, and they are trying to take that harsher stance on Deshaun Watson, and that's what we will see, Joe, and that's why the NFL is seeking a year-long suspension. Agreed. And here's the other problem, though, with Judge Robinson. I understand the NFL has been soft in, in uh, previous situations, but I would love the judge to tell me, in those previous situations, Ezekiel Elliott, Ben Roethlisberger, Ray Rice, when were there more than one person involved in, in terms of the victim? We have multiple victims here. That's the difference. Show me a case where there were multiple victims where the NFL took a soft stance. You can't. So that's why I say I think it's garbage. If that's the reason why she made that decision, it doesn't fly. Because you you have to look how many victims are involved. One to one? Okay, it's six games. One to four or one to 24? Come on. I would agree, Joe. And I think Sue L. Robinson also made a point that this equated nonviolent sexual conduct, which he found Deshaun Watson to have, with violent conduct. I think you could argue that any sort of unwanted harassment is violence. And the CDC says exactly that. It's not my words, it's government words when it comes to that. So what is next? What does this timeline look like for the appeal? We'll wrap up this discussion about Deshaun Watson on the other side of the break here on Football Full Circle. Before we dive back into the Hall of Fame game and a preview tonight of an actual football game. Stay with us on FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica, empathy is our best policy. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Dennis Allen, new New Orleans Saints head coach, a six-year defensive coordinator under Sean Payton for the Saints franchise, now the head man in the Big Easy. Speaking after practice yesterday, it's been testy there, Joe, in New Orleans at training camp practice as we're back here on Football Full Circle, mainly with a young rookie offensive lineman, Trevor Penning, out of Northern Iowa. He's been getting after it with players, and it's fun to see where the pads are popping, but you got to make sure it's done in the right way. Oh, you do. And it's good to see Michael Thomas back in action in terms of stepping up, catching passes. It's about a year and a half, two years since he played for the New Orleans Saints and was one of the best wide receivers in the game. Led the league in receptions, right? We thought he was going to be the next one. You you talk about it. Uh, Who who was the next best wide receiver? DeAndre Hopkins? I mean, he was right there with D-Hop. I mean, I'm trying to... I mean, who else? I mean, uh, Des Bryant comes to mind in terms of big body wide receivers. And and then Alshon Jeffrey, another comp you can make. I think he was faster than Alshon at his point in his career. But just, you know, the ability to just box out and catch the football at its highest point and elevate that team, right? They had an explosive type of offense over the top. What does it look like now with both Thomas coming back and now Jameis coming back from the ACL and without Sean Payne? in terms of breaking down the game plan and having ultimate control over the offense this year remains to be seen because that schedule, Ben, if you look at it, very difficult. Yeah, for the New Orleans Saints this year coming up, an eight-and-a-half win total for New Orleans at the moment where the over is plus money at plus 105. I still lean over the Joe. I'm slightly optimistic what Jameis Winston can do with all the offensive pieces, but there are still some questions to be had for the New Orleans Saints. All right, Joe, let's wrap up our conversation in the NFL's appeal of Deshaun Watson's six-game suspension. As we mentioned, for all of the reasons that go into the CBA, The NFL will have the final say. Commissioner Roger Goodell or somebody he designates as the appointee to look over this appellate process will have the final and binding say as it is easily detailed in the CBA of what this suspension is going to be for Deshaun Watson in 2022. So you might think we are close to the end of the tunnel. There is light. I'm not entirely sure. Deshaun Watson's camp, along with the NFLPA, can bring about a federal lawsuit, Joe, that would drag this out in federal court. And if that is the case, they can file a temporary restraining order, which pretty much puts a hold on that suspension. There is a possibility, although it seems unlikely, Joe, there is a possibility Deshaun Watson might be under center for the Cleveland Browns week number one against the Carolina Panthers. That would be unbelievable. I can't imagine the the, the you know that that type of situation. I mean, it, it, we'll see how it plays out, Ben. I mean, only time will tell. Will that affect your bet in how you, in how you take it in terms of you know week one matchups in terms of the week one line and more importantly totals in terms of that ball game. It certainly would, because the line right now is the Browns as a slight one-point road favorite, but they're even on the money line between Carolina and Cleveland at minus 108. That game would have the most storylines we might ever see for a week one season opener between two sides. Baker Mayfield now in Carolina, not only against his former team, as we all knew would be the case when Baker was traded to the Panthers, but maybe against the guy that replaced him, that the 
Browns organization put everything into bringing in to piss off Baker to lead to that schism in a relationship. There's a realistic possibility, Joe, that happens. We had a legal analyst, Dan Lust, on our show the morning after earlier today. He is a sports law attorney. He is a sports law professor at the New York School of Law here in Manhattan. And he said, Joe, that would be the line he looks at the most from an odds perspective. This is much more than a football story. We all know that. But from the odds perspective, the Browns' win total has dropped from 9.5 to 8.5. But pay attention to week number one. Why? Because the NFL is seeking a full-year-long suspension. If, in its appeal, Commissioner Goodell or his designee comes out with a year-long suspension, it is expected the NFLPA will bring them to federal court. And that will be the next battleground. And if that happens, as that process drags out, and we all know that the legal process can take some time, there is a realistic chance for Deshaun Watson to play week one while things are settled in the court. But once they are settled, that will allow some time to figure out what Deshaun Watson's suspension is going to be. Now, a couple of notes there, Joe. If a federal lawsuit is brought, there can still be settlement discussions between Deshaun Watson's side, the NFLPA, and the league office to try to lessen what would be a full year-long suspension, maybe somewhere between 10 to 12 games. Those are certainly going to re-engage after the NFLPA gives its statement in response by Friday. That is their deadline after the NFL issued its appeal. So there could be settlement talks once again and because both sides Joe, the NFL, the league office itself and the National Football League Players Association, the union agreed to the CPA uh, to the CBA, excuse me, there is very little legal standing it seems for Deshaun Watson's side to win a federal lawsuit based on precedent in years past you could think about Deflategate with Tom Brady in suing the federal or bringing a federal lawsuit against the NFL. So if Deshaun Watson goes to court against the National Football League and there is a federal lawsuit, there's very little legal standing for them to win that battle, but it could delay when that suspension goes into effect, which leads back to the original point of this conversation, Joe, the realistic possibility that Sean Watson plays week number one. Well, then, yeah, and, that, and you know, I'm sure that that line would go from minus one to probably back up to four and a half, right? Uh, yep. Or at least three. Maybe settle in around a field goal as a road favorite uh, over Carolina. Now, I mean, I don't know if I would even bet that game. i got to be honest with you. I oh. probably would not bet that game. I would watch it no matter what, yeah. uh, obviously. But betting on it, not knowing what to expect. Because, I mean, your brain just goes and says, oh, the motivation for Baker. Right, you know, right, right then and there. But let's be honest, you know, it's still Deshaun Watson's a huge upgrade, you know, from Jacoby Brissett. So now, you know, is Deshaun Watson ready? I don't know. I, I would, I would maybe think he is. I don't know. We talk about the quarterback to wide receiver relationship. We talk about him not not being in a in a uniform and in game speed for a year and a half. I can't bet Cleveland based off of that. I can only look to Carolina, but I have to look at it objectively as well, saying yeah. if Deshaun Watson's under center, it's going to be a lot harder, you know, even if he is rusty, for Carolina to win that ball game. you know? So I would probably yeah. say I would lean to the over maybe of 41 and a half. And that over would certainly get, or the over-under rather, would certainly get a little bit higher if Deshaun Watson 
is there. And it's crazy to think about we're having a discussion if Deshaun Watson will be available for week number one. Because in this offseason, Joe, of speculation and uncertainty following Deshaun Watson's discipline and all that has gone into this very public news cycle and into the NFL's discipline of Deshaun Watson, that this would be the most realistic thing for him to play week number one. Because we know that the NFL will have the final and binding say based on the CBA and its appeal of Judge Robinson's ruling. We know no, based on reports, the NFL is going to seek at least a year-long suspension and some monetary fines as well. That will be the final ruling. So if that is to be changed, it will have to happen in federal court. But again, the NFLPA, which represents Watson, has agreed to the CBA that allows the NFL to have the final say in an appellate process. So the legal standing is not necessarily there. Just imagine the storylines for week number one between Cleveland and Carolina. Baker Mayfield against his former team, against the quarterback that replaced him, and everything that goes into Deshaun Watson. And the Cleveland Browns investing all this money into Deshaun Watson. So you have those two storylines right there. And potentially Deshaun Watson against the NFL if a federal lawsuit is filed, which is really his only way as of right now, playing week number one. But Joe, I'll make this final point And then we'll be done with our Deshaun Watson discussion here. I do not expect Deshaun Watson and his team to bring a federal lawsuit that actually changes the suspension. They could settle, which would lessen the full year-long suspension with the league office. But I expect Deshaun Watson to be suspended for a full year by the NFL in 2022. And here's the big reason why. The Cleveland Browns knew what they were getting into by acquiring Deshaun Watson. They structured his contract in a way that they knew they were dealing with a man of poor character off the field who had engaged in sexual assault. 23 of 24 civil lawsuits have been settled, but the Cleveland Browns knew what they were getting into. They structured his contract as such. Deshaun Watson's base salary of his five-year, $230 million fully guaranteed contract, his base salary for 2022, Joe, is 1.0. $035 million. It is barely anything. His base salary for the upcoming season, 2023, the year following, is $46 million. So $1.035 for 2022, $46 million for 2023. If Deshaun Watson misses any time next year, if this federal lawsuit that could potentially be out there drags out this legal process into 2023, Deshaun Watson stands to lose so much more money. And at the end of the day, Joe, I think Deshaun Watson's camp will say if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense, and that's what I think might be a hindrance to this federal lawsuit, or at least if it is filed on behalf of Watson by the NFLPA, that a settlement is reached that brokers down a four-year-long suspension maybe to something around 12 games. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think he deserves to be suspended for a, 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 a 17 games, and I think anything less it would not be right by the NFL, Ben. So we thought we had some finality on Monday, but as we know, this process will continue to play out. We'll bring you updates all the time on Football Full Circle. We'll be back on the show next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, 
in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Back right here on Football Full Circle. I am Ben Stevens. He is Joe Lisi. You just heard from ESPN's Mina Kimes as we came back from break, giving her thoughts on the Deshaun Watson discipline and the NFL's appeal of the six-game suspension handed out by Judge Sue L. Robinson. Joe Lisi and I have given you our thoughts all hour long here in our second hour on Football Full Circle. We'll continue to bring updates as we get them, and now the appeals process issued by the National Football League. But Lisi, there is an actual football game tonight on the gridiron. The Hall of Fame game between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Jacksonville Jaguars. We discussed it. We broke it down in our first hour together, but maybe a quick reminder for those who were not with us. Raiders two and a half point favorites, Joe, against the Jaguars tonight in Canton, Ohio. The Jags plus 120 as the money line underdogs as well. A total that is small even by preseason standards. 30 and a hook is that over under tonight, Joe, for Las Vegas Vegas and Jacksonville. If it stays at 30 and a half and does not get raised by any bit, it would be the smallest total, the lowest number we have seen for a preseason game since 2004. Yeah, it will be. And I'm going to take a shot on the over tonight. No shocker there. Everybody that listens to me at night on Carver and Lisa, I'm an over player. I can't watch a football game and hope for unders. 21-10, I got it. Uh, uh, I think Luton can can put up some numbers. I followed his career. And I think Nick Mullins is a live home as well. So we're going Conference USA, right? We're going going a little Southern Miss. We're going, you know, we're going uh, uh, Oregon State Pac-12. I'll take it any day of the week. Give me the over. And I'll lean to the Raiders here and you say that Joe but I lean to the under if you're an over guy I might be an under guy not in everything (laughs) that I do but certainly when it comes to a low total in a football game as big 10 Ben just based on precedent Joe based on principle I need to take an under of a total at 30 and a half and frankly History would agree with an under in the Hall of Fame game. Nine games since 2010. Five would have stayed under this total. Four would have gone over a total of 30 and a half. There's not a discernible edge there. But two, the most recent two games we have seen in the Hall of Fame game, have gone under 30 and a half. Last year, the Steelers beat the Cowboys 16 to 3. Points and offense are at a premium. I have to stay under, but you can't knock a person for taking it over at 30 and a half. Especially, Joe, when the line opened at 33 
in a hook and has come all the way down to as low as 29 and a half, now steadying at 30 in a hook. Once it reaches its valley, if you will, the bottom pit of what that might be, that allows us to go back over. But Joe, we quickly talked about Jacksonville entering 2022. It's the second year in the NFL for the 2021 number, number one overall pick in Trevor Lawrence. It was a disappointing rookie season for T-Law last year, but of course, his head coach was Urban Meyer. What a terrible hire and a disaster that was, and we all knew the writing was on the wall before a game was even played in Jacksonville, at least if you listened to the morning after. Anyway, Joe, under Urban Meyer last year, Trevor Lawrence in his rookie campaign for the first 13 games under Urban Meyer, then Daryl Bevel as the interim, uh, intermediate interim head coach, excuse me, in those final couple of weeks, Trevor Lawrence had 17 interceptions. 17 INTs tied for the most in all of the National Football League. Where do you want to see him, Joe, take his biggest area of improvement into his second year in the league? I think it's completion percentage. I mean, that's the biggest thing in terms of quarterbacks on the next level. It has to be completion percentage. You need to start hitting the guys in your uniform. Forget the interceptions as much, right? It's the it's the completion percentage followed by, obviously, chunk plays over the top. And is he confident in the pocket? That's the other thing. Body language. You look at Kyler Murray in the wild card game last year when things weren't going his way. That's why I'm down on Kyler. I need to see a change from last year when things aren't going his way. When the weapons aren't there, he needs to be confident and understand coverage and know where he wants to go with the football. I need to see that from Trevor Lawrence. I need him to be a server. That's the biggest thing. You know, people knock Trevor Lawrence, you know, back in college. You know, I'm starting to see the same trends right now. I don't see that will, or the desire, that fire. I, I saw more out of Taylor Heineke last year than I did Trevor Lawrence. and that's a, He was the number one pick in the draft. I will say this, for context around Trevor Lawrence, because the Jags had the worst record in the NFL a season ago, only winning three games, and some of them were huge upsets, like against the Buffalo Bills, winning that game 9-6 midway through the regular season last year, and beating the Colts by two touchdowns, being booked as 15.5-point underdogs, so I'll never believe in Carson Wentz in that regular season finale. The Jags were behind a lot of the time. They were trailing on the scoreboard a lot of the time, forcing Trevor Lawrence's hand and having to throw under pressure, trying to get his Jags back into any semblance of a football game. When he was ahead, the completion percentage is so much better, but the sample size was so much more minimal last year, Joe. So you would think that if Jacksonville is more competitive this year in 2022, that would benefit Trevor Lawrence. It's a two-part conversation, though, right? Both go with one another. If Trevor Lawrence is better, the Jags will be ahead, and he won't be needing to throw so many pressure-filled interceptions. Or if he is not great and they are trailing, maybe we see more of the same. So they go hand-in-hand, and we'll see how it plays out. Lisey, at the end of last hour, I asked you, what would be a good year? What would you consider a good year for Jacksonville that showed some improvement in the first year of Doug Peterson at the helm in the second year of Trevor Lawrence? You told me 5-12. and 12. Is that what yeah. you expect? And if that is what you expect, is that okay for 2022? Is there something to build off that 5-12 and 12 record moving forward? Yeah, 
I, I mean, uh, here's the thing. They played very well against the Colts. They covered us at a 10-and-a-half-point road dog in Indianapolis, lost by, I think, like eight in that ball game, right? And they, they beat the Colts. So they, they have the, the Colts uh, number, right? I need to see them step up against Tennessee. I need to see them step up against the better teams in the AFC. Close the gap. You know, it's one thing to have that performance against Buffalo. That's great. And I don't think the defense played all that bad, Ben. I need to see this offense average 24 points per game. I can't see Trevor Lawrence throw for 95 yards on the road in Seattle through four quarters where they didn't get past midfield once. I mean, that was the right. problem. That's what I'm talking about, progression. Are they driving the football? Are they sustaining drives? Are they or are they just driving when they're down 30 to nothing? And that's the other piece of the puzzle is, even though Jacksonville was tra- trailing in a majority of games, part of that is due to Trevor Lawrence not moving the football. You know, For when sure. you're when you understand where you have to go and you're getting downfield and you're maintaining drives and getting first downs, well, guess what? Your defense is rested. That's what I need to see this year out of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think it's an upgrade with Peterson. You know, if anybody can coach it up, I think it is Doug Peterson because he's a much better offensive-minded head coach than where Urban Meyer was last year. So let's go to the other team here and the other quarterback who we will not see tonight. Of course, Trevor Lawrence is not playing for Jacksonville in the Hall of Fame game. Derek Carr will not play for the Las Vegas Raiders. But last year, Joe, the most passing yards Derek Carr has ever had in his career, over 4,800. His season-long passing yards prop on FanDuel for 2022 is 4,400 in a hook. And now he has his college teammate and good buddy, Devontae Adams, added to the offense as well. Joe, I ask you a simple question that might not have an easy answer. In your mind, is Derek Carr a top 10 quarterback? I think he's right there. I do. And I think with Devontae Adams, he's really going to showcase everything that Derek Carr can do. I'll say this. The one thing you can't teach is heart. And when that team, was, when they fired Gruden, they could have tanked. He took that team on its shoulders as a five-point road dog against Vic Fangio in Denver. Put up over 30 points on that defense. When Henry Ruggs and that situation unfolded, Derek Carr took the team on his shoulders. When they needed a win, week 17 on the road uh, at home. They got it over L.A. and got into the playoffs, and he was nine yards away from unseating Joe Burrow as potentially being a representative for the AFC in terms of the Super Bowl. You know what? He's a leader, and that's the one thing you can't teach. And you would think, Joe, yes, I know they're friends, and I know they haven't played with each other in the NFL yet, but there's that familiarity between Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. They wanted this to happen. They made it happen. And we don't need to highlight how good Devontae Adams is, but we will. Last year, 123 receptions in only 16 games, the second most in all of the National Football League. I mentioned that because Cooper Cup had a full game on him, but he also led Devontae by 22 receptions. I don't think Devontae Adams would have caught triple crown Cooper Cup as he is known. But 123 grabs a season ago, 15 5 3, 1,553 receiving yards, Joe, and 11 receiving touchdowns, the fifth most in the National Football League, the third most yards last year, the fifth most touchdown receptions, and the second most catches. That is Devontae Adams, who I think both Joe and I would agree is one of the top three best wide receivers in the NFL. And you could make an argument he's one, and I think it would be hard 
hard at times to argue that based on what we have seen out of Devontae Adams. That is the wrinkle he brings for the Raiders this year. And Joe, out of all the offseason odds now into the preseason as the Raiders get underway tonight, that I think stands out to me the most, the price that seems the most... I don't want to know if I call it offensive or at least the most underrated when it comes to the Raiders is plus 170 for Las Vegas to make the postseason. It is the fifth longest number out of 16 AFC teams to make the playoffs this year. The fifth longest, Joe, for the Raiders at plus 170 to make the postseason. A playoff team, the five seed in the AFC playoffs a season ago, now at plus 170, the fifth longest price to make the playoffs. It seems over-exaggerated to me. I, I agree with you. I mean, at the end of the day, you explain to me how the books put price certain things. I mean, they're not consistent in terms of the algorithms and how they price certain teams in terms of divisional lots and win totals. I just don't believe that because they project yep. on one team uh, like a situation like Deshaun Watson. They were dead wrong in that situation, or they sucked everybody in, putting them 13 to 1 or 10 to 1 at one particular time and 2 to yep. 1 to win the division. And now look where the, the market is at plus 350. But then in other situations where you have a playoff team and you have a team that overexceeded expectations last year, why they're priced so differently and the and the negativity surrounding a certain organization or teams. Right. And in that in that mix is the Raiders and Bengals, right? I mean the Bengals are yeah. in there too. How, how are the Bengals the representative for the AFC and price so, behind so many other teams and a team like Indianapolis? that hasn't won anything over the last two years, now has another journeyman quarterback in Matt Ryan. How they're, per, how they're so far ahead of Tennessee and Cincinnati in the market. Yeah. Explain that to me. The Colts have the second best odds out of all teams from the AFC, or the third best odds, rather, out of all teams from the AFC to make the postseason at minus 172. Only the Bills at minus 600 and the Chiefs at minus 225 have better odds than Indy to make the postseason. The only teams that have worse odds than the Raiders to reach the AFC playoffs are the Steelers, the Jags, the Jets, and the Texans. It's funny to me, Joe, that two of the five worst odds to reach the AFC postseason were two teams there last year in the Raiders and the Steelers. We round out the show on Football Full Circle up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s. 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Dennis Allen, the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, brings us home here on Football Full Circle. I'm Ben Stevens. He is Joe Lisi. You just heard from the new HC in NOLA talking about his star-wide receiver, Michael Thomas, returning and how he has looked so far at Saints training camp. Speaking of wideouts, Joe, it has been an offseason, now into the preseason and training camp, where wide receivers have been getting paid. And that, within the last hour, includes the Pittsburgh Steelers wideout, Deontay. Tay Johnson signing an extension worth up to $39.5 million that includes $27 million guaranteed. So whether it's Mitchell Trubisky or Kenny Pickett, one of the star wideouts in Pittsburgh has been locked down by the Steelers for some time. Yeah, you think the 0 for 16 by Trubisky has anything to do with that in the preseason? <laughs> we need all the best wideouts possible. Let's sign them and make them happy now because we can't go into week one as a six-point dog against Joe Burrow in this this type of situation. Deontay Johnson struggled with drops, right, a couple of years ago, or at least in the COVID season against Buffalo, dropping everything under the sun. But at the end of the day, he's one of the best players in terms of the AFC yards after catch. Great hands, uh, Steph up last year, and they're going to need him this year. Him, Claypool, and even Ju- uh, not Juju, but uh, Fryermuth need to step yeah. up this year. I mean, the drops have been the concern for Deontay Johnson, but there is talent there for the Steelers. What will the production look like at the quarterback level? Will it be Trubisky or will it be Pickett? We'll have to see. Joe, there's a football game tonight. Best of luck on your over, but I'm going under. <laughs> Let's see how it plays out. One of us will be right, that's for sure. That's good. Unless it falls at 30 and a half, it can't do that. So it's got to stay at 30 and a hook. I'm going under. At least he's going over. It's the Hall of Fame game between the Jaguars and the Raiders tonight to open up the 2022 NFL preseason. We'll recap it tomorrow on Football Full Circle. But up next is the money line right here on Sports Grid Radio. We could give you. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house, it's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.